I love aha moments and I hope to give it to everyone I meet because as you said, once you have awareness, everything can start to change. The grounding that awareness provides, the awakening that awareness provides, the sort of shaking loose of what the status quo and the stories that I had about myself, all of those started to shift. And it was all about becoming aware of who I was and how I was perceived and who I wanted to be. And all of it began to change when I was able to befriend awareness. And it does feel like a beloved friend at this point. Welcome to Turning Dead Ends into Doorways, a podcast for people who are tired of pushing and are ready to let go of control by learning how to follow energy to make wiser choices. I'm Stacy Bowden, your guide. How can following energy teach you to thrive through any life circumstance? Let's find out together. And welcome to Turning Dead Ends into Doorways. I'm Stacy, your somatic energy guide. Thank you so much for being here. We are journeying with my book. There are eight teachers for learning how to follow energy. And if you grow a relationship with these eight teachers, they will show you how to follow energy through paying attention to your body and through paying attention to daily life occurrences. The eight teachers are fear and awareness and choice and body and intuition, energy, intention, and surrender. And this season on this podcast, we're going to be going through those teachers. In our last episode, we met the teacher of fear and really began to get to know fear as a trickster in your life. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to check it out and really begin to pay attention to fear as a cast of characters in your life. What are all the different ways that fear can show up and challenge you on the threshold of change? And today we're going to be talking about awareness, awareness as a foundation for awakening, for noticing for paying attention to what shows up in your body and your daily life. As part of holding this podcast, holding a container for this podcast online, recognizing that people are listening to it in all sorts of ways, driving or walking or making dinner. I want to still be responsible for the level of potency that these eight teachers are. And so as we are entering into the territory of awareness, I just want to take a moment and breathe and ground. I talk about this a little bit in the last episode about the importance of grounding. So allow yourself wherever you are in this moment to to just gently breathe into a part of you that feels like a welcoming part, a safe part of yourself and breathe into that. I'm going to breathe into my heart. Hmm. 
so that we can come to talking about awareness as a teacher from that grounded, centered place. I've invited a wonderful beloved of mine, April C. Taylor, who I have been traveling with for over a decade. I'm so happy she's here. April C. Taylor is a ritualist, the priestess. She is a witch in the reclaiming tradition. She is an event producer. She is an actress. She is a dancer. She is a teacher of dance and yoga to children. She's in training to become a somatic energy guide for Turning Dead Ends into Doorways, this book. She is coming here today to talk with us about her relationship with following energy. And so welcome, April. Well, thank you, Stacy. It's really wonderful to be with you today. I am always interested in learning from you and with you. I have thought a lot about these eight teachers in the last dozen plus years. We have known one another and worked together. And awareness has always been probably the most potent for me in being able to understand how energy works in my life and and what I notice in the world around me. Mm, wow. Okay. So tell me more. What has awareness meant to you in terms of its potency and following energy? I think the most important part of awareness for me has been the way in which it slows me down. I tend to get a little frantic and fear will pull me quickly if I'm not able to stay grounded and aware and slow down. So with breath work, with meditation, with dance and yoga, all the practices that I rely on, singing and sounding also are other things that I use a great deal. Just simply humming at times can bring me back into the present. I can quiet the voices that may be trying to create that franticness and I can listen more deeply to what's really going on inside of me or potentially in this situation that I'm in. And for me, that is awareness, being able to take myself out of a reactive moment and come back to the present to really glean. Again, I'll use the term listen, but I don't know if it necessarily has to do with my ears to really listen to what's going on. And that to me is how awareness has been such a potent ally. It's given me that ability. And now, after all these years, I can definitely feel awareness like tickling, tickling the back of my senses saying, hey, hold on, slow up a bit. Time to be a little bit more aware. I do feel it like it talks to me. Mm. And I've been very grateful for it. It's also a great thing, I think, I've been able to gift to other people by using some of these practices of meditation, movement, singing, sounding, breath work, 
I can offer it to people and then their own awareness starts to enliven and awaken. And I've, that's a beautiful thing to give to people, which is part of why I'm excited about the somatic energy guide training that we're doing because it's just really strengthening all the ways that I know I'll be able to offer um, support to others in my community and in my life. Mm, yay. I love that. Thank you. One of the things I've learned to trust with following the energy of, of writing this book in, in real time is how these teachers showed up and present themselves. And so I just want to notice at this moment of us moving from fear to awareness, because I think you really named something important about how fear can really make us super reactive. It's scary. It keeps us safe and small. And one of the things I've learned is if we can begin to slow down and get to know these fears and start to sort through them and start to decide which ones are, are, are things we want to lay down and which fears are ones that we want to love and which fears do we want to actually boundary, that what happens is, is fear can become a source of awareness. Okay. And so as we are now moving into the teacher of awareness, you, I really appreciate that you are talking about slowing down and learning to listen and learning to go inside. And what I want to offer up is that awareness is foundational. Awareness is a light switch of consciousness. If we don't at some point make a choice to wake up, if we don't at some point say, I want to become more aware, more present, learning and growing isn't possible. And it was, in fact, while I was writing the book and I, I literally wrote that sentence, something like awareness is foundational and literally an earthquake happened and I was in San Francisco and I, I thought I was crazy. And then I looked it up online and sure enough, there had been a little small baby earthquake off the coast of San Francisco. And so I received that as synchronicity to write the nature of awareness is that it can shake you up. It can be gentle and light, but it also can really be strong and, and make you challenge or question everything you think you know. It can really invite in change, both change in relationship with yourself, but also change in who you're friends with and who you're in relationship with and what job are you going to, that awareness is a light switch of consciousness. And so it's foundational. And I think it's important that we name that up front as we step into awareness. Is anything coming in to share based on anything I've just said? I think the most powerful part is that it is foundational. And I want to always speak to my own experience and not like make these broad sweeping generalizations about others. But for me, awareness is what was the first time I realized, oh, I don't need to always be in reactivity. I don't need to always feel tossed and turned about in life because of the way I process energy at I think a fairly high vibration at a very at a very powerful rate and awareness gave me the sort of grounded what I'm what I'm seeing right now is like a standing tree like buffeted by what's going on around them but not overtaken by it right? And awareness was suddenly I wasn't a leaf tossed around. I was actually the tree. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love awareness as a tree. And I love, frankly, working with guided imagery. So what I hear is that 
guided imagery is coming in and we're going to get there in a minute. And I really appreciate what you're saying around how awareness has helped you not be in reactivity. There's a lot of things in the world that energy will, will take you off of your center. Relationships, I've had that happen over and over, going back even to childhood, remembering dealing with my parents and dealing with school and feeling like I was always just tossed about, never understanding that that was the energy that was sort of taking me hither and thither. And when I finally began to understand awareness, really with my work with you, I realized what had been happening to me in my life and what I could do to shift it so that I did not have to feel always tossed around by the emotions and the reactions and the stories of other people. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy. Yay. Yay. (laughs) And so as long as it's been alive, you've been working with my book. You've studied it. You've read it. You've taken cello seminars. So you have a deep relationship with working with intentions and with working with my book and working with these teachers. I'm wondering, do you happen to remember any intentions that have stood out for you and what awareness you've grown in relationship with a specific intention? Well, I, the one I'm working with currently is flourishing and fully flourishing. And as you know, from working with me all these years, a lot of my livelihood and my passion and making money have always been elusive, right? I haven't ever been able to make a groove and have struggled, you know, either with feeling like I had all that I needed or that I was living my life with a sense of quote unquote purpose, meaning and right livelihood, I think is another intention I've had over the years, which to me is sort of like fully flourishing, kind of like it graduates up from right livelihood. And I am noticing just in my life currently that boundaries are super important. Even when I am making the money that I need, I still have to be aware of how things can, reactivity can knock me off my center, for example. And potentially saying to myself or to people that I work with, can we slow up a minute? Can we take a second to breathe? So bringing some of these awareness practices with my intention of flourishing into my circles, into my work environment, into my relationships to help me feed that intention of flourishing has been the most profound part really of my current life right now, like what I am mostly working on as a person who is finally getting enough money in the bank account and also aware that when that happens, there's a feeling of beholding to other people and other situations. And how do I not suddenly become that little child again that's being pulled from place to place Oh, awareness. Oh, I want to flourish. Oh, I want to share awareness in order for everyone to flourish. 
because mm-hmm. as you also know from working with me all these years, my community and my people and making the world a better place are kind of these meta objectives for my life. So I don't just want to flourish. I want everyone to flourish. And I do know that as a lighthouse energy in the world, it starts with me. And so what can I do to flourish in order to shine that light out so that others can flourish too and live their lives on purpose and feel that they have meaning and enough, right? That they're cared for and that they're safe and that they have everything they need. I want that for myself and I want that for everyone that comes into contact with me and beyond. So the web is activated and that it, it pulses out. And then hopefully, because I believe that things are reciprocated, then it pulses back into me and I'm aware of it. And I can send out again, a greater pulse, which then pulses back to me. And then the flourishing, the intention that I'm living right now to fully flourish is activated and it's working every day with every breath. Mm. Yeah. And you're such a lighthouse. I totally, (laughs) I love that. You are, that's my experience of you. You've been a lighthouse as long as I've known you and awareness is also a lighthouse. So I didn't know actually that you felt so kindred with the teacher of awareness. I didn't know that until just now. So that is fantastic for me to learn about you after all these years. So I'm glad where I get to still learn well, about you. It was the doorway for me. It was the aha moment for me. I love aha moments. And I hope to give it to everyone I meet. Because mm-hmm. as you said, once you have awareness, everything can start to change. The grounding that awareness provides, the awakening that awareness provides, the sort of shaking loose of what the status quo and the stories that I had about myself, all of those started to shift. And it was all about becoming aware of who I was and how I was perceived and who I wanted to be. And all of it began to change when I was able to befriend awareness. And it does feel like a beloved friend at this point, clear and always there. Fear is also awareness, as we have discussed. Sometimes though, to me, there's a little different character to fear that's just fear and fear that is awareness. And Mm. I'm trying to like puzzle this one out right now. Is there always fear and awareness or is there always awareness and fear and kind of how those two dance together? And when are you actually just sort of in a crazy story. When am I in a crazy story? Yeah. To me, I see it as a continuum. Okay. Actually there's anxiety, which is fear of fear and needs specific support. And then we move into fear, which more the developmental normal range of fear that we were talking about with the last episode, you know, fear that often keeps us safe and small fear that comes as a cast of characters in our lives. And then if instead of reacting to fear, okay, if we slow that down and start to grow relationship with fear, not just kill it, not try to kill it, but grow relationship with fear, then we can get to know the fears 
And it's through slowing things down and getting to know all of these different fears that we can begin to support awareness. We can begin to develop awareness. A big part of learning to become aware is to give yourself permission to start noticing, to begin to notice all the different range of fears that you might have, to begin to notice fear as a cast of characters in your life, to begin to notice thoughts that are moving through you, to begin to notice sensations in your body, to begin to notice daily occurrences and what your responses are to them. And so to me, the art of noticing, I talk about it as moving inward to notice. So there's a process of beginning to cultivate awareness by reflecting inside. And that's where you talked about earlier of different practices. So there are many different practices that we can begin to connect with, grow a relationship with, to become more aware and to begin to notice parts of ourselves, notice our inner worlds. You were naming some practices, so I want to hear more about the ones that matter to you. But a big point of noticing for me is going inside and working with guided imagery. It's natural for someone to go inside and have a world come alive. And that was my experience is that we had these really big inner worlds and we started to engage with them through uh, guided imagery. And then we started to notice things. And so guided imagery is a very viable form of meditation for those people who have difficulty with sitting and breathing. And there's nothing wrong with a more traditional kind of Eastern form of meditation. But I also want to offer up guided imagery as another viable option for people to learn how to move inward and notice energy and thoughts and feelings and images and sensations inside themselves. So that's a very viable form. And then I want to ask you to share some ways, April, that you've moved inward to notice feelings and sensations and images inside of yourself. What practices have supported you with growing awareness? As I said previously, I call it listening, but I think, as I also said, it doesn't have to do with your ears. Listening is another way of saying noticing. I love guided imagery and you and I have done a lot of it over the years. I'm one of those people who feels like I can see very clearly. In other traditions, we call it trance work, which is similar I think, to what we would call guided imagery. Both of those have been amazing tools because it allows, at least for me, it has allowed a mythic landscape to appear. And after all of these years, I am aware of my inner landscape, much the way I'm aware of the town in which I live. And it is very fantastic. It is very magical. I can fly there. I can become invisible there. So I can traverse great distances and see different topography and visit different sites. And over the years, certain places have become like treasured locations. As much as I love the beach, I love some of the places that I visit inside of my mythic landscape, my mythic world. And I've learned things about myself in those journeys 
that have given me gifts, tools, allies that I can have with me uh, in my daily life. So for me, guided imagery, trance work is a very helpful and powerful tool for cultivating awareness. It has tuned my listening. It has created a greater sense of the, the who I am on many different levels, mm-hmm. the energy of me, not just mm-hmm. me, the physical, but all the different layers of understanding because I've been able to exist now for a decade or more in this inner world. I've also done what's called open eye meditation in groups and circles as well, which is a some somewhere in between this guided imagery trance work and the more traditional meditation that we have practiced, which has also given me great insight and awareness. So any of those practices, and obviously most potently and most simply, is just to stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. Always the first tool, always the first thing I lean into is if I'm starting to feel frantic or fearful or nervous or lose that sense of groundedness, I I say to myself out loud, April, let's take a breath Mm -hmm. and let's take another one. And therefore everything slows. My heart rate slows. Everything slows down. And I can, and as you said, I can begin to notice what's going on or what I would say, I begin to listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what I love about guided imagery in particular, the kind of guided imagery that I offer isn't prescriptive. Meaning when I hold space for someone to go inside, I actually give a couple of choices. I am not saying go here and do this and do that. I'm opening the door for people to discover their own imagery because what I have learned to trust is that the images that come forward to each person is uniquely designed for them because it's from them. It's speaking to them from their own psyche, from their own place of wisdom. And often what rises to the surface and the imagery that shows up is amazing and surprising and not what we could have predicted. And it can become a trail. It can become a trail to follow. Sometimes images come up and they just come up, let's say in you know one session or one moment but sometimes images show up over and over and over again. And then they begin to really teach us things and teach each person something that they need to learn. And it becomes a way for them to learn how to trust themselves, learn how to follow energy inside of themselves, learn how to notice how they connect with themselves. It's really important to recognize for me that not everybody sees Sometimes when people close their eyes, inner landscapes absolutely come alive. And what I have found in the last 20 years of holding space for people is that I don't know why, maybe it's because we're more visually oriented, but most clients that I hold space for have no problem going inside and coming up with at least one or five images. So most people that I sit with are able to access imagery inside, which is awesome. And 
there are a lot of other ways to connect with oneself. So sometimes people will receive words or sometimes people will start to notice feelings or sometimes their bodies will experience sensations of a tightening or a heat or a shaking so that there are so many different ways that we can begin to notice and listen. I love listening as a way to become more aware to ourselves and learning how to travel inside of yourself, learning how to follow your own energy, however it speaks to you through images or words or sensations, learning how to do that as a practice and without a lot of outer distraction becomes a way for people to grow trust, which becomes a way for them to focus outward as well. It's great to start with going inward so that you can develop more awareness and learn how to notice what resonates with you, what doesn't resonate with you, what are your ways of connecting with yourself. And my hope and intention is that the more we begin to do that and grow that muscle of awareness, the more we can begin to open our eyes and bring that awareness to notice what's happening in daily life. So how has the ability for you to listen and notice with awareness, April, how has that supported you with navigating daily life, following energy in daily life? It's become everything. I think I texted you when we first started the a somatic energy guys training that I realized everything is energy, everything. And that is not something I would have said five years ago, certainly not 10 or 15 years ago, but to begin to understand that everything is energy has given me the opportunity to track what's going on inside of me with a lot of awareness. Am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I upset? Do I feel safe? Am I afraid? Am I overwhelmed? Being able to identify my emotional states with greater clarity because I understand that they're all just energy inside of me. And then as I've tuned those things, and you can't see me right now, but I'm kind of turning my hands like knobs on an old fashioned stereo system, that <laughs> tuning, which we don't really do anymore because we're all on screens and everything is kind of like flat. But, you know, I hope people understand when I, I'm talking about that very subtle tuning that you can do in this case with energy, I can then tune in to the world around me with the same deep awareness, that deep noticing and I feel like it's enhanced my ability to relate to others from literally the person that I meet on the street with a glance, even with the masks, being able to have a moment shared with another person. I'm noticing right now, like I'm getting a little choked up because it's such a beautiful gift to move through the world understanding that I am energy, that everything that's going on is energy related. When I take my partner's hand and there's an exchange of energy, which I would call love and connection. When I teach young children 
and they look up at me and I look down at them and we dance together or we do yoga in family groups. There is an energy that begins to swirl in the room and I have the gift of seeing it. Like I said earlier, like the web starts to activate and I know that I'm sending energy out and it's coming back to me because of my teaching and my working with young children and families in my workplace, as I mentioned, has been a big, a big piece about learning how to navigate different people's energies and how do we keep a healthy working environment and a good life work balance by understanding um, how energy works and how it can upset things and it and if you're not feeling well particularly and someone else isn't feeling well in the workplace the energy between you can get challenging and being able to being able to notice that's what's going on and and shift it or take a breath or remove oneself from the situation. All of those things have been the best gift of awareness and tracking and noticing and listening to energy. Hello, this is Stacy, and I am weaving in as my very own sponsor. I have a new offering that I've created that's going to start in March. Maybe it's for you. Following energy for changemakers, stop pushing, start flowing, and create great work is a four-month journey of learning how to follow energy, specifically in relationship with your work, whether you are a business owner or a manager of an organization or a leader of an organization or a coach or a therapist, if you are someone who wants to make a difference in the world, but you don't want to do it through pushing, through burning yourself out, and you are open to energy, there's another way. Following Energy for Changemakers is a four-month virtual journey. The deadline for registration is February 15th. Starting at the beginning of March, I will meet with each participant individually for a Zoom session where I will support you in crafting a really strong intention. In mid-March, I'm going to activate a group experience, a virtual circle, a community of change makers who are going to come together and learn how to follow energy. We're going to be calling in my book and the eight teachers as a frame for you to grow another level of relationship with yourself and with your work. For a while now, I've been fortunate to support individuals to practice following the energy of a decision around work, as well as a specific project, or even the creation of a business. And what I've been noticing more and more is a sense of frustration and isolation. And so a big part of the inspiration for following energy for change makers is to create a community of support so that we can ride the waves that are coming and continuing to come around making a difference with our work in the world together. What I found is that when we become teachable, really open to the unknown, and we activate my book, that 
stuff starts to show up in daily life to actually expand potential around your work life. I'm also going to design a special group retreat. I will be offering individualized asynchronous mentoring via Loom or email so that I'm going to be right by your side. Following energy is for recovering type A personalities who want to keep recovering, who want to meet other amazing humans and make even more of a difference in the world and yet are committed to living a balanced life. And so if this calls you at all, Go to my website, www.dancing-tree.com. On the homepage, you will see a picture of me, a video that will lead you to the following Energy for Changemakers page. You're also welcome to be in touch with me directly, Stacy at dancing-tree.com. The deadline for registration is February 15th. The door opens March 1st. Thank you so much for listening. And now back to our podcast. What, what I just keep hearing intuitively is that awareness gives us the ability to notice and follow energy. Without awareness, we would not be able to follow energy inside of ourselves or through everything you're describing through these beautiful moments with your partner or beautiful moments on the dance floor. It is the agreement to wake up, to become aware, to start to listen and notice that we can begin to track and follow energy and that we can learn how to get behind the energy too, not just try to control it or manipulate it, but actually begin to become really curious about, wow, what is this interaction trying to show me? What am I noticing inside of myself as I sit with this person? What am I noticing about this, you know, especially when you're holding, let's say, flourishing and intention, right? I'm wondering, what have you noticed about what daily life has shown you through following the energy of your intention with awareness? It's hard to talk about because it's kind of ephemeral at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling of wanting to share and express with gratitude every day. It's hard for me to even mm -hmm. articulate it. It's mm -hmm. there it, that I am aware that each day is another opportunity for growth, for connection for love, even as the world seems to tumult all around us, how can I take wonderful advantage of this gift that is life, that is a force of energy that I am so powerfully aware of, so mm -hmm. conscious of, and that I want to share it with other people, with my students and families, with my coworkers and friends, with my family and my family, my friend family. These are the most important things to me about flourishing in daily life and how awareness is the main, like we've said it five times, it is one of the gateways. It's one of the, the, the things, the, the floodgates just open when awareness comes in and it's become a trusted friend. So I know I can count on it.
Mm. And um, that is the greatest gift to my daily life that I could ever imagine. Even when the days are hard, even when the days are long, even when I feel disheartened, I am ever grateful to be aware of just how powerful it is to live an, a life energized and awake and aware. Hmm. I hear you about that. Sometimes following energy can be amorphous. And what I really appreciate about awareness and daily life is the opportunity to notice synchronicities and that I rely on meaningful coincidences. And I usually wait for three for the most part when I'm tracking and following energy and I'm paying attention to what's showing up, I'm noticing what's showing up in daily life through, you know, not just inner sensations I'm having, but this conversation or this email that dropped in or this moment in relationship, or even I could watch something on the news, then that could be a moment of synchronicity. It's an opportunity to find a trail of meaning to follow. And I find that meaningful coincidence, synchronicity really helps me become aware in daily life and to begin to follow the energy of my intention. And what is daily life trying to show me about an intention that, that comes through noticing moments, real life moments with people? And I've witnessed you notice a lot of synchronicity in your life. Oh, yes. It's the breadcrumb trail. Right. How do you, you know, how do you find your way through the forest? How mm -hmm. am I paying attention to the signs, the kismet, the, the song lyric, and then the thing that pops in front of me as I'm walking down the street and then the memory that I had and how do all those things perhaps support me in my next interaction with someone or something. I am also look for the threes. I think that's just the witchy nature that I have um, <laughs> to look for things in threes. And I often say to my students, three times makes it magic. So you're adding a little more potency to whatever it is that you're doing. I want to continue to seek out the grooves in my life and find those moments where, oh, I need to follow that. I need to watch that. I need to listen to that person or a song or feeling or a memory or internal, hey, you know, a little, I don't know if you can hear my snapping, like, hey, pay attention to that. That's kind of how awareness shows up for me. Like, pay attention. Um, listen up. Yes, it's almost like to me that if we're working with an intention is a quality or a capacity we want to grow inside and then we're starting to have an inner conversation by noticing all everything that that brings up. And then we start to, to hold that intention inside of ourselves and start to live our daily lives and then things start to happen. To me, having an awareness of what is showing up is the other part of the conversation. It's the outer conversation where Whatever you want to call that, whether you want to call that the universe or, or I don't know what, but it's the other part of the conversation where, where we get to hear a response. Sometimes that response is go in this direction. Sometimes that response is, hey, this isn't working for you anymore. You need to let that go. Sometimes the response comes and expands 
the potential beyond what you ever could have imagined yourself with the particular intention, right? So to me, awareness helps us notice the conversation we're having within ourselves, within daily lives. And it also helps us see potential opportunity that we may not have realized otherwise. Uh, Awareness really does expand the conversation and I'm very grateful and it's a great friend of mine as well. What I hope people are receiving from this conversation about awareness as a teacher is that you can learn how to go inside and start to notice and listen to yourself in many ways. And we've talked about it in terms of you know, guided imagery, meditation practices, it can be yoga, it can be anything that is an inward focus and breathing. But I also want to say, I am not attached to it looking spiritual. Sometimes holding your dog and petting your dog and closing your eyes with your dog or your cat or just a soft blanket, you know, covering you and just going inside and taking one breath after another can be a source of inner awareness or I know people who will make jewelry as a source of awareness or even open to making music and, as you said, sound. So to me, I don't have an agenda about the practice, like whatever practices each person has. I don't really care. Frankly, it could be picking your nose hair. I really don't give a shit in all honesty. (laughs) I want it to be something that is meaningful to each person and that it calls them inward. And that so that they can begin to learn about themselves, to discover their inner world so that they can frankly begin to sort through that inner world to see what is it that's really me here? What is it parts of me that I want to let go of? Maybe hard experiences. What is it that lineage pieces that I want to embrace or maybe let go of? And that's part of what looking inward will give people. And then it helps people grow trust so that they can begin to notice energy, to have a source of awareness in daily life, to begin to hopefully make better choices, to notice how people are treating them in relationship, notice what feels good in their body and what doesn't, and and how synchronicity can begin to expand awareness exponentially and support amazing things happening and also maybe give us a heads up about when it's time to practice our boundaries. So that those are all the different ways that people can work with awareness as a teacher. As far as I'm concerned, there's no way to do awareness wrong. It's simply about opening to the question of noticing, of listening, of being shown and becoming teachable. So with that, is there anything else coming in here for you, April? Well, unfortunately, I don't know if you can hear, but there's a truck now backing up. (laughs) I am hearing, and you know what? I am aware of the truck. (laughs) Well, and I am hearing that is like a ding, 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 yay. So we can hold it that way, you know? So is there anything else that you would love to weave in here, sweetie? (sighs) I want to say a little bit about trust. Because I think at first, I didn't trust myself around awareness. I wasn't sure if what I was hearing what I was listening for, what I was noticing was true. And so I would offer that through the practice of guided imagery or dancing around your living room or taking that walk in nature, whatever one chooses as their modality for opening to the possibilities 
and to what what awareness can give trust that and with the idea of the breadcrumbs in mind follow those breadcrumbs as you do the practice of whatever embodiment work that one chooses to engage in trust it and those muscles will become stronger mm, yeah yeah i think trust is a practice too and really to me trust is the root of following energy because it's learning how to trust yourself and learning how to trust what you're perceiving and following that and it can only be grown through through practice this is a practice following yes, energy yes. is a practice and trust is a, a practice. practice yeah and one of my favorite things, I don't know if it was you or one of my other favorite teachers, Suzanne Sterling, talks about the daily practice is important because when you really need to do whatever you need to do, whether it's deal with a sickness or a death in the family, a, a relationship struggle, something happening in one's marriage or partnership or at work, the practice, again, is what has has made me feel stronger to face any of those challenging experiences or even the wonderful ones that can still be stressful, like mm -hmm. the birth mm -hmm. of a child or a baby or a new job or moving or a pandemic. It is yep. the practices of following energy, being open to awareness, acknowledging fear as a teacher and all the other ways that these eight teachers will dance into this Turning Dead Ends in the Doorway podcast, they will dance in and the practices of working them on a daily basis, if possible, are what give you the strength and the fortitude that we all need to get through day to day from the mo most mundane to the most magical. Mm. Amen, honey. Yes, for sure. And how do I do all of that? I, I choose an intention and I start to think about and live into and feel this intention as I connect with myself in daily life. And then one by one, these teachers will start schooling you and it's possible and it's doable. They all come in as a support system. It's not like this extra thing. It, when you start to look at your life through the lens of, oh, I am learning how to flourish. I want to flourish. And oh, what fears come up? And how does that help me grow awareness? Then that's how you begin to follow energy. So I appreciate everything you're saying. And I also agree that through showing up and practicing a relationship by connecting with an intention, it's, it's almost like you're growing a capacity so that when life becomes really big and challenging or really big and gorgeous, that you have sea legs. So you're not trying to grow something in an emergency state or in a huge expanded state. You have a practice, you've grown some muscles in how to do this so that if the shit is hitting the fan, you've got your sea legs and the sea legs will keep you grounded and like, oh, I've got this practice that can support me in having capacity to take care of whatever I need to, to navigate whatever shows up in life inside of myself and in terms of outer realities as well. So that's, of course, why I like following energy is because it helps me as a daily practice and a tool for responding to whatever is happening. And it enriches my life. It helps and enriches my life to mm -hmm. follow energy and to be in connection 
to awareness and the energy that it shows me. It does, because when we're not holding on to something with a death grip and we become teachable, in my experience, the unknown does not leave us stranded. The unknown says, here, have you thought of this? Here, here's this cool situation. Here's this new person. I can't tell you why or how that works. I've just learned that it does. That when you are teachable and open and you ask for help, then things start showing up in daily life to expand potential. You know I'm a believer. (laughs) And so I feel like we've arrived at a wonderful point of completion here. And it's been so wonderful getting to speak with you, April. Thank you so much for all the wisdom that came through you and for sharing your very deep relationship with awareness and with following energy. And I'm so, so grateful for your presence in my life. Thank you for being here, for saying yes to coming on this podcast. And uh, I love you. I so appreciate you, Stacey. You've given me strength, courage, knowledge, love, and connection for so many years. I don't know what I would do without you. And I'm so excited to see what following energy is going to do through you and how you're going to be able to love your community and love all the people that you love through gathering this new level of relationship with turning dead ends into doorways. I can't wait to see how it's going to come through you. So thank you for coming today. And I want to wish everyone who is listening a wonderful day or evening. Thank you so much. Please feel free to be in touch. I really like hearing what's happening with you. Let me know what is showing up for you around your relationship with your intention. My email address is Stacy S-T-A-C-I, at dancing-tree.com. My website is dancing-tree.com. Don't be a stranger. Come forward and let me know how your intention is growing your relationship with yourself through fear and now awareness. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day, everyone. My name is Stacy Bowden and I am your mama bear guide. So if there's an area of your life that has you stumped, that makes you feel like you are at a dead end, I invite you to, to join, to connect. If you're feeling lost or stuck, feeling called to connect with me directly, guess what? I'm right here and I would love that. 